0: Ho, 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 season's greetings.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.
2: Ho 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 ho.
3: Santa! Hello and welcome to Cursed Objects. I am reindeer enthusiast Dr. Cash <laughs> T, and as ever, I am joined by my co host.
4: Hello, Cash. I'm Dan Hancock, a so journalist, author, and wassailer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's our Christmas special. We're, <laughs> we're having a party, and you're invited. Uh, the theme is, because all good parties have to have a theme, do they? I yeah. don't know, some, well, yes. some of them do, as long as we don't have to dress up, which we have, haven't, I don't know. I've, I've
4: come as a Christmas tree, but that's yes. what I was wearing anyway.
3: <laughs> you were looking very green earlier. Big green
4: right?
3: eye. Yeah, big night out. Um, and the theme of uh, this uh, special episode is Blessed oh. and Cursed Ghosts of Christmas Past. Um We've also got some very special guests. To Extremely introduce special. To. <laughs> it's
4: such a thrill to actually... Wouldn't
3: be a part if it was just <laughs> us two, Dan. It Absolutely. can't just be me, you and the Ghost of Walter Benjamin always.
4: <laughs> <laughs> as much as that works for us normally. Now, delighted to say that we've got with us in the uh, very special studio of our producer, firstly, our producer, Nick Wilson, Mr. B. Nick. Uh, DJ extraordinaire, producer of this podcast extraordinaire, responsible for the remarkable theme tune that you, you sit, hum along to every week, I know I do, um, and we particularly fond of the Christmas special theme tune. Nick, welcome to Cursed Objects. Hello, Dan, and hello, Kasia, and hello, our other guest who's not been introduced. Yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I'd just like to say, my, uh, if I was doing the cursed introduction myself, I would say, I'm the really bad dad joke in a Christmas cracker. <laughs>
4: to can attest that is actually very fitting. <laughs> and finally, our other guest is Archie Bashford, the, uh, the artist and designer behind our extraordinary logo, the Beans Clock. I wonder if, Is it possible any of our, our, we haven't really talked about the Beans Clock a lot, have we? But it is symbolic of everything that cursed objects um, embodies and so is Archie. Uh, Archie is also working
1: on some merch for us, which will be coming very soon. So, watch the space for that. Archie, thanks for coming in. That's okay. Thank you for having me. I was trying to think what I am Christmas related, and I think realistically it's a scary. A little scary gnome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, something Christmas related but gnome related. Which oh, is so
3: perfect for you. Like mm. I've I've known Archie like you know since I was like what fourteen Yonks. years old. Yeah.
4: How do you feel about Cassie saying that that's perfect for you? That you're a little scary gnome. I think is it's that insulting. That, that really so perfect. No, no, no,
1: no, no. no.
3: Um, so t- to get us kick started off, I have some drinks for us. Mm-hmm. Some festive themed drinks. Um, that I picked up in Morrison's. So, mm-hmm. all the things that I'm going to be bringing to the table today were found in Morrison's. We can discuss the chaos of Morrison's maybe at great length later. I always go into the one on the Holloway Road, and I always have, it used to be Safeway, I used to go there with my nan, but there is something so sticky about those floors, I'm just, <laughs> oh, it's gosh. like they, is like perpetually grubby, and I love it, I don't, I can't explain it. it a student anymore.
4: union bar the day after the like, yeah. final party of term? I yeah.
3: think just because it's been there for so long. I mean, it was the Safeway before, and then it was the Morrisons, but it's just like they didn't, Anyway, that's really, really foreboding (laughs) for the (laughs)
1: sugar. Are they still doing foot-long sausage rolls? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's a good question.
3: Anyway, I've got some themes, so I thought...
1: Absolutely blanked on that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I thought this would be really good um, for you, Archie. It's Ah. called It's a Beer, and the name of it is... uh, Do you want to introduce
1: it? Yeah, go on. You know I like really shit beer, though, so if it's good... <laughs> really fairy tale of Brew York. Oh, it Used oh, to be dear. your favourite. I mean, Christmas I don't song. care. You might, you might say, oh, God, like
3: that. And What's the it, favour?
1: It's apparently gingerbread milk stout. Oh, come on. That's, that is outrageous. Gingerbread milk stout. So, what does that even mean? Oh, dear.
2: Okay, okay. so uh, I've been given Juice Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know I said I was into dad jokes, but boy, oh, boy. I think we've gone above and beyond all expectations. There, this is a juicy, bonus fruited IPA, five percent. It has an awful, awful pastel design, um, <laughs> part, part of which appears to be a silhouette image of Bruce
4: Forsyth dancing under a disco ball. Can I ask you a question? Do you think if you're—it's an intellectual property question, obviously, because it wouldn't be Christmas without all cast about, <laughs> <guys>. yeah, <laughs> do you? If you're Bruce Forsyth, can you take legal action over that? Because he's not 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 making his life. (laughs) Who's who's, going to break this to (laughs) Dan? I I, don't
2: know how to point this out. He
3: made (laughs) Dan crying on Christmas
2: Eve.
4: (laughs) The estate of Bruce Fullside might go off. Yeah, I genuinely didn't know who said Right. (laughs) Okay, well, we've all learned something today. Look, it's an educational podcast, first and foremost. What
1: does boneless fruit mean? (laughs) That sounds awesome. There's only one way to find (laughs) out, actually. Uh, (laughs) Bonus fruit.
3: Dan, for you, I got you. Quite an ominous-looking can.
4: Okay, Cash has just handed me a Northern Monk, which is a brand of craft beer I'm really not sort of. I'm sure I'm into Uh, Northern Star Chocolate Caramel Biscuit Porter. So it's sort of the dessert you're eating after the yeah, real Christmas yeah. meal when everyone's sort of lolling around on the sofa. Yeah. Uh, but I it's been like turned into a porter. It.
3: the monk on it has got quite strong fascist energy and I just thought... Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it's a bit much for a beer, so that's where it's like...
1: Can you quote th- the description again? There's a lot of
4: words. It was a lot of <laughs> words. This is Northern Monk's Northern Star Chocolate Caramel Biscuit Porter. Oh. Um, it's oh, fresh goodness. from the north seems to be a picture of what I'm... Is it the time in the background? Um, I wonder there's... There could be there's some more... T- of,
3: there's a lot of, like, neighbourhood nationalism going on in this can that I thought that you'd really There enjoy, really is, right? actually. Yeah. I'm going to read you some
4: more of the terrible marketing bump, Archie. A-up, <laughs> we're Northern Monk. I really <coughs> so want to do the accent right now. And just to be clear, I have got Yorkshire heritage, but I'm still from Yorkshire, for one thing. A-up, we're Northern Monk. A few years ago, we set out to brew some of the best beer in the world from a damp cellar in the north. It's pretty mean, non-specific, isn't it? The North is quite a complex and yeah. multi-varied sort of you know, region, but uh, we didn't have much. But with the support of a friends, family, and a five thousand gift from a grandparent, we've come a long way. That's a, that's a lot of detail. I mean, like sweet, I suppose, to pay tribute to the to the grandma. Oh, it's supposed to be Leeds, not Newcastle, or some Yorkshireman. I am. Thanks, Kesha. <laughs> anyway, I, I look forward to trying this You're chocolate so caramel happy. biscuit thingamajig. What and have you for got me, for yourself? I've got um, a nice drink. <laughs>
3: <laughs> It's Saltaire, White Christmas, (laughs) Festive Citrus, and Spice Pale. Saltaire, that's the one I like. Oh my god, that's the right side of Yorkshire. That's That's
4: Bradford. My mum's from just the next village, and I'm from Saltaire. I love Saltaire, and I love Saltaire Brewery. Okay, you, right you, you've you now got the uh, caramel chocolate thing. <laughs> I've got to say, I've had one
2: sip of this juicy Forsyth and my God, it is just rank. Is it? <laughs> I'm, so I'm, this is
1: the one with mystery fruit or whatever, it's called bonus fruit. Bonus, yeah. yeah, yeah. bonus fruit. Archie, what's yours tasting, right? Well, okay, it's, it's something that is currently tasting good, <laughs> sip, but I know for a fact it's going to be repulsive. Isn't that it's an it's
4: interesting journey much. that some bit drinks take you on yeah. from, from sort of like, ooh, how intriguing to know. No, absolutely it's not. very sweet. <laughs> and and this is stout. Oh, yeah. yeah it's stout round, shouldn't but... be that sweet, should they? Has anyone got a bottle opener? Yeah, it's my kitchen, Dan. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Nick. I actually have a question for everyone. I was thinking about this on the way over when I was buying some cursed Christmas mm. drinks to share slash, uh, you know, impose upon you all. And that was what kind of Christmas flavour would you actually see? Would you like to see put into a drink? So like, and it's got to be a bit cursed. I don't. I don't mean like a really nice thing. So we did a Christmas episode last year, didn't we, Cash, of like cursed Christmas snacks, and we were talking about the fact that. Um, the way that like foodstuffs are produced for supermarkets, particularly at Christmas now, is like you have a set of stock Christmas flavors, which are basically like nutmeg and cinnamon, mm-hmm. um, mince pies. Uh, orange. S- orange and peel. And, and, <laughs> uh, yeah, orange peel, that's like, that's part of Mold wine. I just volumes, love the now. way you
3: said orange, orange peel. <laughs> orange <laughs> peel, for sure.
4: um, and that those those are then infused or like put they, they're iterated into mm-hmm. like every other type of food you can imagine. Sure. Mm-hmm. So you've got hence you end up with as we were tasting last this time last year, mince pie Wensley Mince Pie Crisps. Mince Pie Crisps, <laughs> like all that sort of nonsense. Uh, Brussels sprouts, bargee. I think we had was actually quite yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but on that note, quite like...
3: dry but quite good.
4: <laughs> on that note, is there a... oh my god,
3: with the hummus, with the festive oh, hummus. I
4: oh. feel sick just remembering it was a year ago. I <laughs> can still taste the festive hummus. Um, what Christmassy flavors do we all like? Quite like, and could you imagine being put in to to boost? I'll start. I have thought about this. I was trying to imagine if you could get smoked salmon, a smoked salmon blinny whiskey, <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like smoky. Mm. It, they're both Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> we love all our Scottish listeners. Now, I've offended them. But I, I think that could almost
1: work. It's like fishy yeah. tang. Well, yeah. you, but you weren't put off by fish whiskey. It was just, <laughs> just smoky. When you call it fish whiskey, it sounds bad, right? <laughs> but, but it was just smoky you were going for.
4: Well, just just the the barest hint Mm. of smoked salmon of those same smoking whatever wood Mm. they use to smoke the salmon.
3: Okay, like I know this isn't actually a flavour, but I always associate. Uh, Christmas with Nigella Lawson, hmm. so I would have a Nigella Lawson flavored cocktail. I don't oh. know what that would taste like. I don't know how you would get those flavors, <laughs> but I just think that it would be delicious. Like I am consuming Nigella Lawson, and a cocktail would be my. I would just be thrilled. Deep. Slightly
2: dark as well. Let's be real. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you kind of get how you translate uh, Nigella's body. Um, you know. Uh, cheeky manner into a, into a <laughs> you know it would be like what's the kind of like cultural opposite of a porn star martini you know um that know. That, that the
4: thing that you yeah, yeah whatever just that described. is described yeah <laughs> whatever the dark side
2: of that moon is <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> ho, 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 ho. so
3: dan yes do you want to kick us off Get us with, started. With, uh, with our, with the,
4: uh, so the, the, the homework that we've all uh, been given slash given ourselves for today yeah. is to nominate a ghost of Christmas past in both the cursed and blessed characters. We are nothing if not dialectical here, and we want to embrace the good and the bad that comes with the festive season. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I think the way we sort of framed this when thinking about our ghosts of Christmas past was it could sort of, could be anything. It could be a moment could Mm -hmm. be a a film. I'm going to start with my cursed Christmas ghost. Okay. And I should preface this by saying that when I told this story to my partner this morning, and she'd not heard it before, she said, that's disgusting. You can't talk about that now. (laughs) It's too gross. So I hope you're all feeling strong and (laughs) stomach. But it is genuinely cursed. So picture the scene, if you will. Um, the Hancock family are on holiday. Uh, I'm about 22 or something, my sister's 18, my parents, four of us, go on a fun, rare Christmas holiday into the sunshine to Grand Canaria, um, which was amazing spending Christmas in the sun. Only time i have done it, I think. Um, had an absolutely lovely time until uh, actually my mum got ill to cook Christmas dinner. Which poor her, but I uh, made a big salmon. It was all very different. I Everything mean, was different to our normal Christmas routine, which is usually mm-hmm. fairly stable in South London. Mm. But for one reason or another I have a very, very blocked nose. I'm otherwise okay, I'm not unwell. Okay. But I'm I am i i what I was doing then and I now know you shouldn't do, which if you have a very blocked nose, you shouldn't keep blowing your nose. Right? <gasps> mm. Because it just it just makes it worse. It kind of inflames the inside of the nostrils and makes it worse. Anyway. <laughs> I am walking along listening to Prime um, Iconica, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Hyperdub recording artist, makes very woozy kind of. I'm not going to call it post dubstep, but it sort of emerged out of the dubstep period and did something completely different. And it sounded sort of mad and weird and distorted distorted your sort of senses in the, in the most sort of. Um, in, a, in a brilliant sort of electronic way. And walking along listening to that on my headphones, and suddenly, blood starts pouring out my nose, um, and I get nosebleeds nosebleed for the first time since I was a kid. Right, like, like you do. Who do gets nosebleeds as an adult? For God's sake! Like, but this is clear because I've just been like <laughs> trying to like, and and so and the blood's pouring out, and it's from yeah. my shirt, and it's sort of a weird. It's obviously a horrible experience, but also I'm not in pain. It's just yeah. it just feels like a like a, something from a horror movie. Yeah, uh, possibly a Christmas horror movie. I mean, it's two days for Christmas. Um, uh so I sort of rushed back to the apartment that my, my parents have, have you know hired. <coughs> and um, you know, sort of uh, the two tissues that I've managed to bring, I'm just like finding anything I can to like mm-hmm. stench the flow and to try and trying to remember do you tilt your head back or is it forward? Do you picture? Mm-hmm. I can remember. Find my sister and my dad. My mum lesser is like ill in bed. And they're like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you covered in blood? Um and Uh, as if this wasn't bad enough, is not the pinnacle of the story, Uh, this most cursed Christmas moment. Uh, I go into the bathroom and try and stench the flow, it it gets so backed up that suddenly blood starts pouring out of my eye. Oh um, yes. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: love Archie just going yes. Well, I, yes, Queen. <laughs> <love me."
4: laughs> pouring might be a strong word. It was dripping, but it definitely out of the tear duct <laughs> because the blood had got so backed up. That the blood, like 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 Christ himself, or like, like you know, like right? Mary. Christ <laughs> himself,
3: if I do say myself. Yeah. <laughs> myself. It's not for me to say,
4: no. it's for other people to make that comparison. Um, but yes yeah, suddenly there are drops of blood. Where I? I was fine. Mm. The, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have special powers ever since then and I'm not really sure why <laughs> um, anyway that's my cursed Christmas memory sorry guys oh my God. I, oh, I am just of... stunned I'm so
2: glad I've ne- never heard Dan tell that story to me and I've known Dan a long time um, I just you know of all the occasions when I've just got a belly full of really rumbly <laughs> odd tasting booze to start telling this story I'm really glad you didn't tell that in like three drinks <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah it's a good <laughs> thing I went early anyway. yeah <laughs> But yeah, so sorry to hear that, man. That was that was painful by the sounds of things. But glad you're all Shall right.
3: Should we try some of this strawberry <coughs> pink pepper gin? Yeah, oh.
4: you can have a much nicer story, Dan. Now, would so. you
2: say this uh, this strawberry uh, gin is darker or lighter than the blood that was <laughs> out of
4: your eye? <laughs> <laughs> it's considerably. What we were talking about, deep scarlet, and this. This gin is a, a sort of... A very floral pink, is it not? it no, is. No, okay, okay oh, right. Nastrowia! Oh, Are we yeah. sipping, Tasha? What's the Polish way?
3: I guess we just do it as a shot.
4: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought would say that. So my blessed Christmas um, story, or, or memory, or um, it's not quite an object, but, you know, we're, we're expanding the boundaries of the podcast mm. on this particular special festive episode. Um, and I've got many similar ones but it's basically it is actually it does involve booze I'm afraid to say but it's drinking drinking with with some old friends from South London in the Ye Olde Cheshire Cheese which Mm -hmm. is a silly twee name for for the pub but for those of you that don't know that particular bit of London it's in very central London uh, on Fleet Street Uh, I think a pub has been on that site since before the Great Fire of London Mm -hmm. in 1666 it's a wonderful pub Um, it genuinely has sawdust on the floor when you enter. There is dark oak panels and uh, a roaring fire on the inside. It's so, so sort of quintessentially old-school British pub that it's usually rammed with tourists. And it's clearly in, well, from the days of the internet. I used to go there a lot in my early 20s and late teens with friends. um, And then as our friendship group spread out over London, it became more of a sort of good central spot for everyone to meet. Um, and the one downside was like, it was in the Rough Guide, it was in Lowly Planet, clearly every tourist group was coming in there and stuff. That's fine. You could deal with it. On this one particular occasion, we went on the 23rd of December, um, and nobody was there. Like, it's so central, it's so proper, I mean, because there's no tourists about one thing, and it's so close to the city of London where there are a million white-collar workers, you know, banker-wankers and stuff, who mm. can end up there as well. They've all fucked off. To the shires, um, and have left nobody behind. <laughs> so we had this entire like rambling four-story pub to ourselves. The sort of smoky fire and the and the sawdust on the floor um, to the point that actually um, the bar staff kicked us out at ten o'clock because there just wasn't enough custom to justify <laughs> staying open. But I guess this uh, the, the memory in general is just speak speaking to the fact that like London at that time of year. Um, becomes really disconcertingly quiet. I mean, mm. It was only really sort of replicated during Covid for a much worse mm. reasons in mm. a much less fun way. But there's something about Christmas in London, particularly central London, sort of a couple of days either side of Christmas that you're just like, oh my god, I've got this place for myself. This is crazy yeah. and it's foggy and there are cosy pubs to sort of nest in. And that's a very fond memory of mine.
3: It feels like such a different world, doesn't it? Yeah. During that time, it really feels like. London breathes, like you can breathe in London, you know, that you can just walk around and like, it might feel eerie, but it actually feels so comforting because it's like, no, this is my home. This is where I'm from. This is where I live. And it's often taken away from me, you know? It's, like, taken away by, like, capital, by the people that work in those industries that think because they earn more money than you that they're more (laughs) entitled to that space. Yeah. And, obviously, we share this space, right, with many different, like, people who work in different professions or whatever, but just to have that room to breathe is, I think, gorgeous.
4: In In a solemnly quiet city, yeah. And to be clear, like, I don't think, you know, this could quite easily tip over into, like, a sort of quite... Nasty kind of anyone who's not born in London is not welcome to London, which is obviously not what I think, and I'm sure not what kinds the things yeah. either. My parents, because are ba- I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of
3: course not. Of my course my course
4: parents not. are both from not London. You know, and many and most of my best friends are in London are from is not Warsaw London. Is Warsaw in London? Like, yes. I can't remember whether
3: yeah. my dad's
4: from London or not. Warsaw is part of Balham, which is a yeah. <laughs> um,
3: little Warsaw in Balham.
4: Uh, but yeah, like I think it's just about. I think it's just about having the places and spaces that you know sort of seem somewhat different to how they normally, you know, yeah. just, just to yeah. change, change, change the vibe. That's all. Just to change the vibe you're used to. And that could apply to any city, any town in a way. Like mm-hmm. seeing it transformed is what people try and do when they put Christmas decorations outside, you know, yeah. Yeah. or when, you know, it's. Who. Like. It surprises me, but I actually do feel a little kind of buzz of excitement when I see that the local council have put up lights on the lampposts. Like, how, Mm -hmm. but how, like, what am I three years old? Like, you know, (laughs) but like, but I genuinely feel like, oh, the area I live in looks slightly different to how it normally looks. Mm -hmm. Something's happening, something's changing. Like, brilliant, you know.
3: Absolutely, I absolutely agree. Yeah, so That's did, lovely, did, that is a lovely does that
4: Does that redeem the bleeding eyes? <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely
3: wonderful. Epic.
2: I was sort of transfixed, it was beautiful, but then I just kept thinking about every time you and I go to the Cheshire Cheese... We both come out with head injuries. There's this, there's this one bit. Shout out to all tall, bald men everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Archie as well. Three of the yeah. four. Yeah, <laughs> three, three, <of> three, three. <laughs> tall, bald, confident men on this on this, uh, on this podcast. So we know, we know, we know each other's pain and our struggles. Um, bald kings. Yeah, exactly. Bald kings. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to finish that. Uh, <laughs> The kings are a thing. Um, but yeah, there's this one bit where you go down the stairs and uh, you kind of slip and, I don't know, it's just all positioned it's such it, that if you've got a bald head, it's an impact injury. <laughs> i just like to say, while, while Archie is saying this, um, he started at the end of Dan's anecdote, um, opening his box of tricks... And he is sort of assembling something next to me, and we have all been quite (laughs) (laughs) wide-eyed watching the process. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm fascinated, intrigued, and I've got to say impressed as well, because
4: it's really... And a little bit horny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Archie Bashford is an an artist, designer, you know, he's a man that likes to build things, and... um, yeah. That's going online while we're recording this. Yeah,
2: I'm going to take a photo of this so that all of the photos will be on the Coast Objects Instagram it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's of course. It's visceral, yeah. I would describe it. It's an experience. Yeah. Um, Archie, I've just been to get you a drill. Are you happy with the drill I've got you? I'm examining it.
1: I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm fine. Yeah, but You've just... been using an Allen key. Yeah, I've, I've never <laughs> seen a motorised Allen key. <laughs> I yeah, I, I buy too
2: many things from Ikea, and they, and they, they all say that you've got to, um, Carry on. On. <laughs> using the normal Allen key. So I'll just try and talk over the drilling. So the trouble, Archie, is it, the, the manual Allen key doesn't seem to get enough torque when you're putting, like, oh, you. you right, die. is everyone ready to joking. try
4: the apple and spice liqueur? Pull it together, okay. people, honestly. I'm gonna need yeah. it to get through this drilling, right. honestly. <laughs> stand up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, two, three, we're, d- we're going to do this with an Irish sláncha this time. Okay. Sluncher. Merry Christmas,
0: everyone.
4: How much do you, like, you know, we should just take one very brief, serious vote and say, like, booze and Christmas have a real problematic kind yeah. of <laughs> yeah. association a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. um, uh, I, feel, um, I mean, among other, in a, in a variety of different ways, but I particularly remember from when I was so little and when Nick was little, though our two younger friends here may not re- remember this particular advert. There was an anti drink, Christmas drink driving advert yeah. that featured Mungo Jerry's in the summertime. Yeah, I remember it. And, yeah. and you remember I also remember. And so for, for uh, people who do not know this advert, it goes. and. The, there is a line in which goes, Have a drink, have a drive, and see what you can find. But in the advert, uh, someone who's drunk-driven drunk uh, has a horrible crash, and the song slows down to the hell and ends in tragedy. And it's so stark mm-hmm. that when I heard Mungo Jerry's in the summertime, in the summertime, the actual summer, a month or two ago, I was like, brr. Like I want like, <laughs> here's a lovely fun summer party anthem. Like, anyway, that you know that that speaks to uh, one of the main problems that is associated with booze, Christmas, and mm-hmm. uh, people being stressed and being in situations they don't want to be. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I find it really frustrating the way that <clears throat> we are so susceptible to alcohol branding at Christmas. Like, they really tie up this idea of like cozy drunk that cozy drunk feeling yeah. and Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like. I think it's like a game changer when like Nigella started doing like sea breeze cocktails. Do you know what I mean? Because then it's like...
2: She's on about Nigella again.
3: Again. Yeah. <laughs> I like, know. But the thing is, is like, I don't know, like Are me. you sponsored
2: by Nigella? Maybe.
3: Yeah. Nigella. I'm sponsored by Borough
2: Hill. You're to, we have to figure out everyone <laughs> else's <who's sponsored. laughs> It's a Christmas parlour game. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it.
3: But I do think that like, when I realised that alcohol at Christmas didn't have to be mulled wine, it could actually be like really nice, kind of like zingy cocktails mm. to like cut through everything. I was like, oh no, now it's everything. Everything's up for grabs. <laughs> like we never really used to drink like, like in my family we'd just drink vodka on Christmas Eve and then like maybe some whiskey on Christmas Day, maybe some wine. But like not, not like Christmas Eve was like a lot of vodka, but then Christmas Day was just like a bit... And then suddenly we start drinking, like, one year we had mojitos on Christmas Day. And wow. like Well, because, like, you know, it was like the sky's the limit now. All bets are off. Yeah, all bets are <laughs> off. And it was just like, I mean, it was a really fun Christmas. But yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like, I think we associate with these cozy drinks, but there has been a really big shift in terms of what people drink. It's not just sherry now. It's also, yeah. like, opened up a whole window into, like, also, like, summertimey. Well, I mean, and also,
1: like, extremely cursed beers and gin.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) But I'm surprised now with the amount of advertising that goes on with non-alcoholic stuff, non-alcoholic beers, non-alcoholic whatever. I haven't seen anything to do with non alcoholic christmas i don't know if i'm mm. just missing mm. it or not but maybe it's it's so ingrained that you drink booze at christmas they don't mm. even want to touch it so are you, asking, <laughs> yeah. are you
3: asking for a gingerbread flavored milk stout, non-alcohol <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then it would be delicious
2: <laughs> it's what we're all looking for but you're, everyone's right because it's like if it was a public information campaign that went out going why not drink water this Christmas? You're going to drink, you're going to eat highly calorific food for about three days. <laughs> yeah. Something is going to need to liquidate your insides to help that stuff go through. Water. Would be an uncannily brilliant suggestion, but no. Let's just like just like poison ourselves
4: with booze no. on top of everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I end up never really getting drunk at, on Christmas Day because there's just too much food. Yeah, it's it's just too much time. Time. It's, it's like you wouldn't. It's a challenge. It's a challenge that I'm not up for <laughs> yeah. as well. Like, you know, the food is a bigger priority for me. I always used to go out with drink for drinks on Christmas Eve itself with local mm. friends from from New school friends, mm. basically, usually in the spoons in Streatham. And um, the challenge was only, like, to, to have as much fun as you possibly could with your mates. Often, mm-hmm. like, people have gone away to university or moved and left South London, um, to reunite with them, get really pissed, but not ruin Christmas mm-hmm. by being so hungover on Christmas day. Yeah. Is, it, so is christmas for you, guys?
1: I do know that I did wake up on the floor holding a ham on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's ruining Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, had the ham been procured
4: by someone close to you well, for consumption?
1: We we used to have Christmas Eve party at right. my mum's house. Yeah, and, and so really we go good. there. They were lovely <laughs> and really cozy. And I think, you know, maybe I did ruin that as well. But <laughs> we'd go there and we'd meet people, and then we'd go. Our version of the Spoons and Stretton was the Spoons in North Finchley. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs>
4: it's the same. <laughs> There'd often be a fight on Christmas Eve in the Spoons and Stretton, which, yeah. while providing sort of, you know, added free solid
1: excitement, in retrospect, is pretty. Pretty trash, it's great. It? Like, you know, but like, it's, it's all about like the same thing, thing isn't it? It's Heightened emotion, yeah, it's tense. It's all like a bit weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean yeah. things things are being brought, you know, home to roost, as it were, yeah. right? Like to, you know, whether those
4: are problems in people's individual lives or between families, between couples. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult time of year yeah. for a lot of people, but we're we're here to bring some joy into your life. And whether also, you, whether like, you love Christmas or hate it. Also, there's just like, so I, I am very fond, and this is
2: one of those cheesy type of things to say, but I'm very fond of calling that period after Christmas Crembo Limbo, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, never do, heard that. I I like, I don't know if I coined this, I, I can't be clever enough to have come up with it, but, you know, it's like the, the, the total pointlessness of existence mm. from, uh, you know, the unbearable lightness of existing between... <laughs> Uh, Boxing Day and January the 1st Mm. when you wake up totally hungover Mm. what is the meaning of this space? Mm -hmm. You know there is no such a thing as work Uh, there is nothing open there is no no one is there because they're away with their family or they're busy with their family Mm. and then you know you get together with people and like I guess kind of like Dan's story you're just kind of wandering empty streets a lot of the time
4: Uh, (laughs) but it's in search of a Christmas ghost or a Christmas friend it's
2: yeah.
3: Shall we have your uh, cast and blessed Ghost of Christmas
4: Past? I'm, I'm ready
2: for it, cast, but before I do that, I'm going to force everyone to pick a number between one and four. <laughs>
4: <What>? <laughs> In our heads, or do we tell you? Just tell me. Two. S- three. Four, I suppose. <laughs> Reluctant though, wasn't it? This is going to be a
2: bad outcome from me, so... Oh, God. What happens? Archie, yeah. you are ah. drinking this next. I love this set. <laughs> Congratulations, Dan, you're on this. Cash, you actually win the game.
3: Yay!
2: And I am the rank and file loser. No! <laughs> I don't know if everyone wants to describe what they're holding, but I, have, um, I on the way past Tesco's, which was my retailer for the game, um, I discovered the VK... Which is Vodka Kick. It's a sort of a, 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 a knockoff of The W-K- Rebore WKD, yeah. I was yeah was it's a say. knockoff <laughs> of WKD, Alco Pop Company. I bought their Christmas Party Pack um, with 10 different flavours. Uh, I've got VK Black Cherry flavour. So, so, sorry, 10. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, no, don't, worry, don't worry. We're Stay only having, We are having four of the ten. Are you going to
4: feed the other six Oh, I'll just
2: find some other
4: poor suckers <laughs> to give them to. There's another podcast recording over the road. <laughs> a less good hot sociology podcast is yeah. happening over the road right now. I've
3: got candy cane flavour, so I'm expecting mint. You're the Christmas fairy
4: now,
2: Cash.
3: Oh, yeah, is. you're
4: the winner. Congratulations.
2: So I'm convinced that I'm the winner because I've got the OG. and uh, OG uh, original uh, gangster. <laughs> and uh, Dan's chosen watermelon. We well, yeah, have chosen, he's not much chosen
4: watermelon. watermelon.
3: My, my candy cane is not horrible. Cheers. Cheers, uh,
4: cheers everybody.
1: Happy Christmas. Yeah. To fruity <laughs> Christmas. Mm. 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 It's a flavour we know I love. Bubblegum. Yeah. I'm getting bubblegum. Yeah,
3: I'm also getting bubblegum.
2: Are you getting <laughs> bubblegum on the nose and on the. I'm not mad at black cherry. I'm not ride or die for it, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah, it's just a different flavour. bubblegum.
1: <laughs> 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 Is blue supposed
4: to be... Yeah, what is blue? the flavour of blue? Raspberry. blue? raspberry, isn't it? I feel like we've talked about this before yeah. on Cursed Objects. Blue denotes raspberry for, a re- for some What's reason because ask? strawberry is the primary red it's berry. So, red, yeah. so strawberry claims it red. It is the
3: primary red berry, aren't <laughs> you? I <aren't> know <Yeah, laughs> you look shocked. Look, this I'm sorry. Is in the hierarchy of berry, <laughs> strawberry gets red. This is a serious... It's the first-born son of the berry. <laughs>
4: serious intellectual podcast. think oh, black cherry's good, isn't that? That's quite a Polish flavour, isn't it? Not to insult your yes. people, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is though I associate it with like Central and Eastern European Cakes And In a good way
3: Do you know what I love getting A WKD Blue For an afters It's yeah, so it good the best It's best so good for an afters I'm
4: genuinely surprised To hear anyone Rapping with these But I've never tried one before I don't care Did, it. Didn't you go and see um, The Sugar bags recently And spend all evening drinking
2: WKD Blue <laughs> You didn't do it um, <laughs> you Dan you, mu- you mentioned in passing About Uh East European Cakes and Cake Traditions at Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tenuous segue into what we're going to be having with our fake WKD. Mm -hmm. Now, I mentioned this to to Archie before the show. We had a little catch-up. We wanted to compare notes. Um, And uh, he said he thought it was disgusting and a terrible idea. And in fact, on my way here, I was chatting with another group of friends and I was like, I brought this to serve. I think it's really Christmassy and nice. I personally like it. So I thought it was going to be blessed. And everyone was like, "No, that is cursed. It's horrible." So we have
4: stolen. They're just not good. Yeah, but, they're not great. Right. Um, I don't. understand. Let me try this stolen. die. No. Anyway, I have I have Czech heritage, and so the the sort of cinnamony sugary mm. sort of lead weight heavy Christmas <laughs> cakes, breads, and so on uh, were a big part of my childhood at mm. this time of year. Um, Pfefferkuchen, anyone? Can I get a layman for Pfefferkuchen? Oh, Pfefferkuchen, I actually think it's, these are delicious. They're mm. sort of a gingerbready thing with like a little bit of icing. Mm. My
3: friend Ben loves Stollen. You know, Ben? Yeah. I think these are great. Mm, these Sorry. bites are really these nice. These are really delicious. But he'll yeah. eat he nice a whole a one in one sitting. And I remember once we went back to uni after the Christmas break. He went back, he opened mm. his suitcase up and had like four, four Christmas puddings. What the fuck? I was like, i a stolen and I was like, Ben, are you okay? He
4: like, oh, he's like, i he had, he had, he's telling he had like nothing else. It was just like a suitcase. cake. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> open it and
1: the Four Christmas puddings. And the
3: Stollen. Shi- <laughs> I think this one is good because it has not that much Marzipan. Yeah,
1: marzipan, yeah marzipan is the, is the um, mm. difficult customer, isn't it? Does Sorry. anyone, here's a yeah. question: does anyone actually like Christmas cake? Because I don't.
3: Uh, I don't like Christmas cake. I don't like Christmas pudding. It's too heavy. Yeah. It's it's outdated. It doesn't work.
2: Outdated? It's yes, outdated. Sorry, D. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're dated.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so dated. Unlike the sugar
3: babes,
4: <laughs> who are cultural icons and highly relevant. Unlike the sugar babes of WKD Blue, which is the voice of a new generation.
2: Anyway, so like... I chose the Stollen, and then I was, I was unaware of, like, how many opinions there were about Stollen, mm. good, bad, whatever. Mm. So then I made the mistake of looking it up on Wikipedia, right? I'm oh. not going to read out the whole thing, it's dull. But I was super interested in the cultural history of Stollen. Mm. Did you know that early Stollen was really different? And the original ingredients were just flour, oats, and water. Now, why was this?
0: Hmm.
2: Well... It was first baked at the Council of Trent in 1545. Mm. Who were the Council of Tra- Trent? Well, they were a cracking bunch of lads from the <laughs> Catholic Church, an ecumenical council who uh, went around proclaiming different types of behaviours as heresies.
4: Oh wow! Yeah. Well, so, including having nice Christmas food <laughs> was that <a> heresy? Well, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it, it just it kind putting of putting sugar and fruit in your Christmas it was uh, food it was a heresy because did you just say
2: flour, wa- oats and water? you Dan, I know you're a historian, so I'm just going to see if you can follow the the, the, the stolen breadcrumb train trail here as to, <laughs> to why. Why yeah. do you, you reckon that might have been the recipe? Um, some Catholic reason, yeah, nice, good, good, good answer. Um, it's because. <laughs> The WKD is really (laughs) Uh, um, kicking in. Of course, uh, this is obvious now that I read it, but the Advent season was a time of fasting, right? right. So you weren't allowed to use butter.
0: Mm -hmm. Now,
2: this is where the story gets even more interesting and kind of weirder, because these poor bakers who had access to limitless amounts of butter, which was locally produced, (laughs) unfortunately, because of these cracking lads at the Catholic Church, couldn't use the butter to make any Advent Uh. Christmas food, so they had to use oil to replace the butter, Uh. which was expensive and not widely available. And so what did they do? What did they do? They repeatedly wrote to the Pope. It was basically like the council administrator, right? For like the you know, and at the were pope, yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pope, yeah, yeah. It's like Elon Musk running Twitter. And you know. the pope, log off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're destroying us. Why are you doing it?
3: Touch grass. It what? took
2: yeah. It, it basically took five popes and it appeals to five popes to say, "Look, I know, I know, we shouldn't really be having butter at this time of year, mm. but would you reckon you could let us make the Stalin with a bit of butter?" Finally, and I love the name of the Pope that granted the wish, right, he was Pope Innocent VIII. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. A great number. One yes. of the innocents, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the song sings, not so innocent, I'm sure. Um, and there was a famous letter, there was a famous letter called the Butter Letter. <laughs> <laughs> Written in butter on toast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah, exactly. Um, the Pope Innocent VIII finally agreed via the, me, the Butter Letter to permit the use of butter, but only to the Prince Elector and to his family. Um, and so, the Prince Elector was the only uh, person in the land who could finally have
4: stolen with, um, wow, with butter. Oh my God! What a treat! Um, and what a treat that story was. Well, thank you. Um, I'm intrigued. To, yeah, I guess so many of these like festive foods and drinks as well really speak to like rituals that have, or, or indeed traditions, that have faded away, but then the remnants, the like, you know, the Stolen in this case, but like the product of that particular tradition that was a religious one, remains in, in place nonetheless. So, and, well, the, and, I, and I say good, because these Baker Street Stolen boys are delicious. Well, it's great that you like them, Yeah, no, um Just to
2: sort of ease anyone's worries and concerns, uh, thankfully Saxony became Protestant and the whole thing uh, was finally admonished. Uh, except it to be the load of bollocks <laughs> it very clearly was. And then over the centuries, the uh, recipe sort of transformed because actually, and I know people think this is quite tasteless, but the original recipe was a lot more tasteless. <laughs> and I think that might be the cultural history of where the dreaded marzipan comes in. And I think actually, uh, yeah. yeah, and this is why we're having the, the nice one without the marzipan. I'm really glad Archie liked it because he was so vulgar and horrible. about the He was Hey, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's a, you know, when, when guests go on podcasts, they're supposed to celebrate each other's contributions. Yeah, you know, Archie was like, "This, this is, is deep... a shit
1: idea, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. deplatforming <Deep> <laughs> your stolen bites from the outset. Yeah. When well, we should be lifting, you know, our bold kings up. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Our bold three kings. <laughs> oh my oh god!
2: Oh my god! episode. <laughs> okay, oh no. well, what have we what done? What a remarkable uh, story. Uh, a ho, 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 ho.
3: Santa! So, yes, this is a kind of, this is a a nod to one of the best gifts I ever got at my um, Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve is like Polish Christmas, and we have presents, but it's usually like, you know, we get socks from my grandmother, even though she's been dead for many years. You know, it's still like a tradition that kind of goes on. Um, but I got this gift, and it was just so fantastic it was just so special so um uh that's one for
1: you oh
3: a
4: real classic coming out
2: and then
3: that's one for you
4: (sighs) thank you so much
2: thank you i've just
3: handed out handed out um a terry's chocolate orange with a fiber in <laughs> oh, <laughs> just in between the orange and the box just because i like what i really love about this right is it's super functional in the sense that terry's chocolate orange i believe is delicious i know we we're talking about putting orange and things and whatever i think they're just so delicious and they're super christmasy they're super festive but i also just really really love getting like a small bit of money. I just yeah. think it's really special, like super, super Particularly special. Particularly
4: as we move towards a cashless society forever, which exactly. we, which we <laughs> apparently are doing, although well, that's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but you so know, it this, makes it all the more, it's a token. It's Exactly, a physical
3: token. exactly. So because I was kind of wondering, you know, one, will the younger generation get this kind of sense if we're moving to like a cashless um a cashless society because the thing is is that like a terry's chocolate orange uh and a fiver right it doesn't actually amount to much but i would prefer that over like a 20 pound gift card because you see it and it brings joy in that moment there's something about being handed a silly amount of money that just makes <laughs> me i don't know i just think it's really really sweet it's, it's really... probably because
4: of the relationship with the person obviously with the person that's given it to you as well is mm. you know You're like, oh, you probably need that, don't
2: you? What a lovely thing to do. I don't mean to be uncouth in any way, and I certainly don't want to look a gift uh, Terry's chocolate orange in the mouth. (laughs) There's something quite weird about the way you've presented this, and I don't mean to demean you, but I've got the face of the dead, the recently dead departed (laughs) queen, discussed at length in two episodes back in the series, uh, Curse Objects fans, um, and she's peering at me out of the window of the Terry's chocolate Mm. orange
4: just, um, just to echo that, Nick, when Kasha handed me the Queen Fiver Terry's Chocolate Orange, I thought for a very split second, I'm so cursed objects pilled at this point, <laughs> that, like, that Terry's Chocolate Orange had done a collab with the Queen. <laughs> and that this was like, going. She, Kasha had somehow found a Terry's Chocolate Queen, for, like, which was, I don't know somehow going to benefit one of the Queen's favourite charities for corgis or something. I, I
1: don't think I've ever seen anyone make use of that window. I've got um, Cash's favourite, Winston Churchill. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's genius. It is genius. It's it easy. is used To be clear,
4: you know, we'll post the photos, but you have to imagine the, the chop, Terry chocolate orange window that would normally display the orange now the has poly, a face poly. peering out of it.
3: Yeah. I it's just a, think it's really sweet. I just like, love yeah, it. It's lovely. it. So now I'm bringing the joy to your lives. Thank you. Uh, but with every uh, blessing comes also a curse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, think
4: that's, I think that's Leviticus, isn't it?
3: No. <laughs> My favourite of the dead emperor's? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so with every, yes, with every blessing comes a curse. Um, I was in Morrison's, as we know, and I came across... Oh. Gary Barlow, organic <laughs> red wine. Oh my god!
2: I think can you? I think you need to say that one more time clearly, so everyone can just feel the moment. Because I'm looking at it and I can't believe it. No, me neither.
3: Gary Barlow, organic red wine. And on the on the sticker on it is a like it's like a piano, like piano keys. And what I love about this sticker is someone, whoever stuck it down. Hasn't f- hasn't even been asked to stick it down? Probably there are air bubbles. In <laughs> <laughs> <to stick
4: it. laughs> wow! No, there are actual
3: actual. is is this not
4: just the level of quality we come to expect from take that sort of least interesting member? <laughs>
3: So that's I was, weird. I was listening. Come on, word.
4: Jason Orange, Jason <laughs> <Yeah>. Chocolate
3: Orange. <laughs> 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 take that theme. I was listening to Gary Barlow's Desert Island Discs in preparation. Not only is it massively boring, but the first <laughs> the first song he picks uh, is uh, like a rhinestone cowboy oh. because because it reminds him of Christmas. You cut that man and he bleeds Christmas. Mm-hmm. I just think that this is just, I know that this isn't a Christmas drink, but I just feel like he is synonymous yeah. with, I don't know, like not specifically with Christmas, but he encapsulates so many feelings around that. Like, is he
1: not always dressed in red velvet? <laughs> <laughs> That's so Christmassy, isn't it?
2: It's right a bit David Lynch. But... <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm just so. I'm just reading using the internet I'm reading a full list of Gary Barlow's Desert Island Discs um, he literally rickrolls unironically himself and everyone <laughs> by choosing Never Gonna Give You Up no he doesn't
3: yeah, As the last song, as the last, <laughs> sub. The last sub. Oh,
4: <laughs> without, a, without a hint of irony
3: no irony uh, <laughs> No, no I
4: With no know. acknowledgement of what that song has come to signify.
3: Although shout out
2: for yes, owner of a lonely heart,
4: produced by Trevor Horn, and that is a banger. One out yeah. of ten bad. <laughs> I knew our music nerds over there in the corner would end up finding some redeeming qualities <laughs> in Gary Barlow. <laughs> Um, so have desert island. Oh God! Are you actually oh, making? I'm going to go get the wine glasses. Oh, I'm yeah. just going to yeah. run oh, through this. This little, little update for the listeners who may have heard such an outdated saying as "you should never mix your drinks." We are doing porter, ale, gin, W.K.D. knockoff, and then on to red wine, which is I think how Jesus would have. Uh, ordered his drinks on Christmas Day probably and if Jesus had lived to see Christmas Day I thought he, he had <laughs> <laughs> I understood the story right that's the story yeah, yeah, he never yeah, sees
3: yeah. Christmas Day <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
4: he like inspired it
3: so I just want to read out the description on the Gary Barlow wine <laughs> and there is a quote from him oh good my definition <laughs> of a great <laughs> includes friends, laughter, and sharing good wine. I've been fortunate to travel the world, experiencing different cultures, and developing a passion for fine varieties of wine along the way. Sustainability is important to me, so I'm delighted that our debut wines are 100% organic. And I am so thrilled that Carrie Barley... So <coughs> Gary Barno is such a fan of sustainability that he yeah, refused God. to pay his taxes for a really long
2: time. <laughs> I got to say that moved me to tears, and also I felt like he, he was in the room next to yes. Honestly, yeah. you he was his,
4: in he was in the room, moving sort of broadly from somewhere in Manchester to Yorkshire. Yeah. But it was actually genuinely I mean, that was a great. Left. So, so, left. so I think we Soft, need to... gentle, and sort of... Yeah,
3: kind of boring. Yeah. Thank you. So we need to cheers to Gary, obviously. Oh, to Gary. <laughs> together. Together. Hello.
4: Together. Hello. Together. Santé. Salute. The man of Christmas. <laughs> Given that we're allowed to do fire rounds, um, favourite Christmas song?
3: Too hard. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, oh, there was a... Um,
2: as a as a collector of, of records, actually, Dan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you mind if I tell any of you guys about records? Who wants to hear about records? Nick um, loves records. I really I really like them. Records are great. <laughs> yeah, there was great. Like, there was definitely like this incredible period, especially like in the late sixties, early seventies, where Christmas albums made specifically by big uh, acts and big mm. bands and big labels were produced en masse and there mm. are some fantastic ones uh, that I have just in the other room if anyone would like to see them after the show <laughs> uh, I'll, do, I'll do a little show and tell just, you know, just hold some of them smell and they smell great um, especially the older ones um, but you know like there's a Motown Christmas album with all your right. favourites Diana Ross the Jackson 5 and they're all the Jackson 5 do Santa's going to come down through the chimney well you know it's a bit, a bit weird in retrospect maybe <laughs> about that one but, um, <laughs> sorry about that but uh, yeah so that's really cool and there's like uh, the South Soul Orchestra have lots of disco uh, Christmas really? ones I need to hear these well disco they're, Christmas they're a great. bit cancellable because they've uh, all got kind of semi-naked chicks on the cover wearing uh, Santa hats and things but that element aside just, which i just like to point out
4: that's not why I bought
2: any of them obviously <laughs> um, but yeah the music the music's amazing can, can
4: I make a shout um, just to build on Nick's defence of the Christmas canon generally <laughs> <laughs> dance all Christmas tunes like yeah. really big in Jamaica uh, they're like you know friend of the show Gabriel um, from the Heatwave has done I'm pretty sure an entire Heatwave Rinse FM show in the past where they've gone through a bunch of different Christmas dancehall songs. One of the most, I think, well-known ones of people that like Dancehall and Bashman is um, Vibes Cartel's Gaza Christmas, which includes a line about pulling up uh, on Santa in his sleigh, (laughs) parapa Like, like basically... uh, Basically, gunning down Santa, which is, which is pretty, pretty fucking funny. Um, there's, a great, there's a couple of great Busy Signal Christmas tunes as well. There were, just Google Dance All Christmas, you'll find some gold, basically. There's
2: some, there's some really good uh, hip hop ones as well. Um, Molly pulled a pistol, pistol on Santa. I've heard of this, uh, yeah. It's really good. Um, there's a whole compilation called Bad Santa if you want to search the internet. Um, as distinct from the film with, what is it, Nick Cage? Or something? Yeah, or like Adam oh, Sandler yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't
4: watch that. Don't get confused
2: between the two things. So, so yeah, um, look for uh, there's a tune, it's like an LL Cool J kind of rip off
1: called Christmas, Christmas Bells. bells. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rocking the Christmas Bells on my Santa sleigh. Um, you sound like a fairground. Yeah. <laughs> common okay. everyone, <laughs> on, everyone off the dodger <laughs> I think it's the uh, I think it's the Gary Barlow organic wine um, I think it's quite nice this wine it's really drinkable. it's very
2: <thankable. laughs> it's really
4: yeah. good it is surprising
2: now it's oxygenated um, <laughs> I, I think I've had to speaking of, of, of it smells really nice I've been sat next to Archie's object now for a good half an hour to 45 minutes after you finished assembling it um, is it
3: starting to sweat it's oh starting my, it to sweat it came out yeah, so like, I
2: think I think he needs
4: needs
2: to talk to us about it. Please do, me.
1: what is going on over there? What was that drilling all about? So as a prelude to this as well, so when I was buying this in um, Little earlier, the, I was trying to buy it and I'd I'd messed it up somehow. The item had come out of the box and it was just lying on its own. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, well, that's the thing, the thing. And I tried to put it through the scanner, obviously no barcode on the thing. Um, and there was a whole palaver with the, with the cashier person going, holding out the meaty appendage and going like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what, is this? what is the barcode? And it, it, was, it was a bit of a scene. <laughs> and so, okay, what I have got is something that I think became a bit of a craze mm-hmm. a few years ago. Quickly went into like lame town very yeah. quickly, maybe yeah. after a year or two, but I was one of the people that bought one. It is a leg of vague Spanish ham. So the cheapest yeah. Spanish ham you can buy probably. I think the one the v- I got was- They're Sarana, made from the vague pigs. Yeah, Fed on vagaries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so, that's what I brought in. I mean, it's cursed because it's, I mean, it looks quite cursed. Mm. A, good, a good ham doesn't look cursed, but that's not a good ham, man. That's, like, <laughs> that's, that's been in a plastic bag for a long time. I think, yes, Spanish, like, Iberico, like, um,
4: Iberico ham is from the Spanish Iberico pigs, which are different sort of size and shape and breed, basically, to the pigs that most of our ham in Northern Europe comes from. They're fed on acorns, uh, they have Gary Barlow come sing to them in person to make them happier and all that sort of thing. They are are treated to the best possible experience in life. And the ham that they produce, it melts in the mouth, it tastes of sort of a nuttiness and it costs about a billion pounds. It is one of the most delicious and decadent things in the world. It's It's probably my favourite
1: food stuff in the world. But this... But this is the little one. Uh, this is right? the description is air-dried ham. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a... Uh, it it do you, it you like mean, a Spanish flag on it really, or so? anything? I do no. Generic I don't air-dried ham. Can you
3: describe your object? Because obviously... It's yeah, so we yeah. understand that okay. it's ham, right? Okay. That it's like an air-dried ham. Yeah. But what was the drilling
1: for? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's a reasonable question. Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah. So usually when you buy them, you buy them with a board and a, like a stand sort of bit and a very long, thin knife. Right. Yeah? So you drill the stand into the board and then you kind of screw the ham into the stand.
3: Mm. And the reason
4: for this, I think, if, got, if, you, like, if you have something like, if you have access to a shop like the Brindisa, which is like a Spanish tapas, very expensive, probably too expensive to be honest, Spanish tapas like deli place. Mm. They will have trained people there yeah. shaving with their extremely weird long knives, shaving yeah. the tiniest slivers off. Yeah. Think um,
1: think sushi.
4: Yeah, like yeah. sushi. Yeah. To call back to a favourite Seinfeld episode where um where the Kramer character gets some gets some sort of meat slicer, he he explains that you have to get the thinnest. It almost has to be two-dimensional, like the thinnest mm. slice of angel So that, as he puts it, the flavour has nowhere to hide.
1: <laughs> it's what it's saying. It's me. Just a really stupid and obviously false idea. But, like, yeah. but that is, yeah, that's. Quite, I think you do slice it thin so it melts Yeah,
3: your tongue, yeah. so you don't get a mouthful of. So salt. you don't get like a massive chunk. Of I'm going to be cutting of
1: it. this while we're talking. By okay. the way, oh, go for it. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, so. This object is both cursed and blessed, in my opinion. And that is due to one Christmas when I bought this thing. Basically, I usually go round to my mum's oh my god, I didn't drill it in, so it's going all over the place. I usually go to my mum's house over Christmas for quite a long period of time. You know, maybe five days, something like that. And I my Beach mum's Lake. <laughs> My mum's husband is not an easy person to buy presents for, but he's a middle-aged man, and he likes meat. I mean, you see where this is all going now, yeah. And these things are just because, like I—I I'd, I'd never even considered yeah. that it was possible to buy like a really nice Spanish ham. Yeah, and yeah. it's visual, looks amazing. Yeah,
4: there's, you know? and, there's, and I think there's some interactivity. Like the reason, yeah. as, as Archie said at the beginning, these like. Uh, kits, so it's not mm-hmm. that you don't just buy some hat. Yeah. You're buying the whole lump. of it's meat, the essentially, yeah, it's a with the special knife a it, with it? the bit of wood at the bottom the, the with a little prop. Is, yeah. the, you know, exactly. It requires a bit of assembly, and then it stands up on that um, on that little prop, and then sort of shaving the bits off it becomes part of the process mm. and it makes you feel like a gourmand. Oh, it's I mean, so that's good! That's when the idea, and I fell for it as well. I got one. Did like, you get one? Yeah, like ten years ago. Oh
3: my god! What the fuck? They I think go, you know someone. Yeah, yeah.
4: No, because I was like, this would be the coolest thing I could yeah, possibly yeah, yeah,
3: do. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I it seemed you... like that at the time. Well, yeah.
3: I'm kind of wondering—is it stepping in for that kind of uh, like hunting instinct, hunter-gatherer instinct? Like we, don't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't kill our own food anymore, oh. but maybe I can get a stand. I mean, it's not
4: bad. I'm sure it's perfectly decent. And
2: it's been beautifully shaped by your by your life. I'm gonna say the way yeah. that um oh, that was lovely. the way that Archie narrated there as mm. he was as he was cutting it, as he told the the story. I mean and I'm the the, the resultant one. um sort of uh, shards Bro. shards of ham, Fantastic. Shards of
0: ham. Mm. Yeah.
2: Tiny
1: <laughs> slivers of uh The flavour goodness. has no, truly nowhere to hide, mm. Mm. Oh, but let me explain why it's cursed and birth. So mm, yeah, please so, say. Please do. I bought this um, ham for my mum's husband, yeah. And basically what happened was if you would go downstairs into the kitchen where it was being held, um, at any time, so nine AM, two AM, four AM, three PM, there would be someone Fucking hunched over it, <laughs> like, like, Hacking away at it. And it was disgusting. <laughs> like, actually... The behaviour that it inspired was a bit disgusting. So, you mean the, ha- the ham itself was alright? No, the ham yeah. was great. It was just the, this scene of somebody like yeah, it was sort a of. Crack you know. epidemic.
0: It
3: was, like, it was too much
1: too soon. We couldn't deal with it.
2: And
3: Overwhelming the senses. Mm.
2: Yeah. So, you're saying you're going down the stairs, it's boxing day, you're in your dressing gown, and there's someone hunched over a uh, mm. hunk of meat, like
4: a feral rat, looking like a golem. Yeah. Um. Gollum, that was it. I was just <laughs> gonna say, I was just gonna say, who's the one in that film that you all are, like, who really wants
0: the ring?
1: <laughs> that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Is what like. Is Santa Claus? And it's like my <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: definitely. Like, or a bit, Dawn of the Dead
1: maybe or
3: something. <laughs> <laughs> like looking up with those like contact yeah. lenses in where like the eyes have gone wide. No hand No You
2: I think maybe Dawn of the Dead could be reassessed. It's like, you know how everyone says that Die Hard's a Christmas film now? So, maybe, course, yeah. maybe as a result of this, we can reassess the Dawn of the Dead
1: as a, yeah. That's a Christmas classic. Get the yeah. ham out. Get Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, now it represents all the kind of pretty rank, decadent things about Christmas because of the behaviour that it inspired. But also how enjoyable that is too. Yeah. Like, it's nice to be decadent and disgusting yeah. for, for one or two days a year or
2: whatever, well, a week usually, or whatever.
1: Oh!
3: <coughs> my
2: oh, my God, goodness
4: me.
1: Archie. what are you showing us So I do not know if it's Christmassy or not. So does but... anyone
3: want some more Gary Barlow? <laughs> I'm
1: not going there anymore, more Gary Barlow. Yeah. Right? There's <laughs> enough going around already. Yeah.
2: I've had enough of Gary Can Barlow? I just add
4: that? That Kasha has seen off her VK candy cane. <laughs> and actually, and Nick's done the same with his black cherry VK. Yeah. <laughs> And she's say it's Archie with the VK blue. It's just <laughs> it's me. It's
3: like the scales falling from your eyes. I, know, I like, right? it's, it's just me. It's just me.
4: <laughs> it's just me dawdling with my VK watermelon. <laughs> the weird um, thing is that VK has actually
2: performed surprisingly well. When I saw it this yeah. morning at nine in the supermarket, I thought no one's going to drink
1: yeah. it. And shuddered. Yeah. No one's going to drink this <laughs> shit. We we just polished it off. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fine. probably <laughs> the nicest one out of oh. anything you yeah. drink, I thought. What's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, So I don't know if this is Christmassy or not, but it is following the theme of disgusting gins, Mm -hmm. which is clearly a thing. Yeah. And clearly a thing in Lidl, by the way. So there were a lot, a lot, a lot lot of um, gin flavours that were more Christmassy. There was Clementine and Cinnamon. There was actually, there was something different, which is just a whole pear in a bottle of brandy. (laughs) I've never seen that before. It was good luck Odd way to sell a pair. Yeah. <laughs> is it a fruit just, or a, fruit I a I just <laughs>
2: wanted
4: a pair. How do I get out of it? <laughs> I have to smash <laughs> it open. <laughs> so is
0: this drink a new glass, game?
2: Brick <laughs> glass in case of pair emergency. No.
1: Yep. You never know when you might need one. But I thought this What Basically, I mean, to my mind, the brief was by the most disgusting thing. Correct. Yes. <laughs> you have understood the brief. So this, this is gin flavoured with violet. you know, like palm violets. So it's bright purple. It's presumably very floral. Oh, boy. I, my hands are too greasy from the ham. <laughs> that is a great Christmas sentence, isn't do you it? Want,
3: do you want me to? Sorry, too? I
4: can't. My hands are too greasy And I've got some plums to go with it,
1: because they're oh.
4: they purple. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> they, 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 look, they look nice together pl- No, the colour, <laughs> the colour is beautifully mirrored and... Uh... Plums in see? maybe? Plum,
1: plum, 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 plum.
3: <laughs> Blum, blah, I want these blah, gifts blah. for you. Blum, blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> Archie, okay. this looks fun. What yeah. is that colour? Yeah, that
4: so, colour I've never seen in a drink before. It really—it looks like I—I I want to say an auntie's perfume. Is that—is <laughs> yeah. that fair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: is that a reasonable? Oh my god! Scrap? Yeah, it's like a blue rinse, isn't it? Yeah,
4: yeah okay, that's, that's like what it, it is. is. It yeah. Oh. Wow,
3: I don't think I've ever. I, I don't I've never know what to say. Yeah, oh,
4: yeah, I'm actually slightly I don't speechless. Know, it, it
3: was first bitter and then sweet and then mm. so, kind of so, but also kind of like some kind slower. of fruit that I've never eaten. Maybe it may. I don't know. What you, i
4: don't know. Do, I tell you what the fruit is. It's it's blueberry uh, bubble gum. It's bubblegum again.
3: It's all bubblegum.
4: Everything's aggressive. Everything bubblegum. aggressive.
3: It's all of yeah. Everything. <laughs> it's like you. Like <laughs> You know that meme? It's like, come to bed now grandma. And it's like it was all bubblegum. It's yeah. like come <laughs> to <laughs> bed now grandma. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's, that's my theory. That's my conspiracy theory of everything. It's all flavours of
3: bubblegum. I love the idea that, like, when me you are both bubble. old, when all of us are old, I'm just going to be going, Gary Barlow had a wine. And everyone's going to be like, Shut to will be, j- Martin. be going,
1: E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> 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 Gary Barlow had a wine. Oh, I, yeah. can, I don't
4: think
1: that's as bad as I thought it was
0: going
1: to be. Um, no, it's not. Was, it's not actively right. It's, like yeah, it's pretty just, fucking horrible. Can I that. just say that I think the difference
2: is that you guys downed it and I sipped it, and I, I really mm. wish I hadn't sipped it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a sort of a vibe of like, is this like you know one of those bath bombs? Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's um, what it is. Oh, am that I was in love? wasn't it? It yeah. was like it was the smell. And it was the hinged like, bath bomb. Yeah, yeah, it was like
4: it, it was like drinking a hinged bath the, bomb. The, it's the Body Shop, is what it was doing, but it's not. It's not lush. It's not like. Slightly better quality. Right. I've, got,
2: I've got another drink for you guys. Um, oh, so gosh, if anyone Jesus could oh, no, I'm sorry.
3: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, could. Unrela- it's like never ending. It's okay, Archie's
2: cutting more ham. Never I promise ended. you this is the last one. <laughs> I just love oh, okay. the Gary Barlow wine. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're going to share oh, God, this because I think really we've ridiculous. had enough. Whenever he said whatever you did,
3: he didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> <Once> <laughs> you back for good. Once you back. Once Once you back. back for <laughs>
4: good. This is so
1: cute. Whenever you're wrong, i will tell you the song and we'll sing it. They're looking at each other, by the way. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> my God, to the I saw, like,
3: poetry. <laughs> yeah, it was Honestly. Gary Barlow though. Oh That's my why. God, it was beautiful. I feel
2: like we need to narrate this moment for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. It was what the was most other. beautiful duet we've ever seen, do. <laughs> yeah. we've seen
3: so, do, a few. do you know why? I'm also one of those people and I'm just so such I'm like obviously like surrounded by the three bald kings. Mm. And I am the, the sentimental Christmas fairy, but I'm just fine. Like, <laughs> I'm just so happy recording this episode of Castle just and that's so that's the spirit of
4: Christmas.
3: So there nice. you are,
4: get this, get All this, right, oh. this goes down. You know. <laughs> yeah, this will, this will yeah, shape sure. us up Here you way. go. Um, you Anyone concerned. know how to say
2: cheers in Japanese? I think it's like one of the few we haven't done. Oh, hey, Come on, you've been to Japan. In the name. Japanese. Do you know Vietnamese? Oh.
3: Let's do Vietnamese.
2: Mo-hai-ba-yo.
3: Mo-hai-ba-yo! Mo-hai-ba-yo! I think
2: that's it so we've got that drink I've just served and then we're going to have the dessert we're going to have the German Liebkuchen so these are the little delicious cinnamony, chocolatey hearts they're invented by the monks in Franconia, Germany in the 13th century Um, and bakers were recorded as early as 1296 in Ulm shout out to all of the bakers in 1395 in Nuremberg as well, Uh, we haven't forgotten about you um <laughs> I've got. Say, uh, I've got to say as well, you know, um, Friedrich the Third was really taking the piss on the Reichstag in 1487 when he <laughs> we invited. sell some historical uh, tonight. Uh, uh, when he was uh, when he invited all the children of the city to eat lebkuchen, well, that was a nice gift. However, he presented them with lebkuchen with his face on. Wow! <laughs> what an neat, a horrifying strange way, yeah. thing to do. Paraphrase <laughs> Pink Floyd. Hey. Friedrich, leave these kids alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: thanks, Friedrich, and thanks, Nick. Uh, I'm excited I to try I these. Leeds, actually Leeds I've really? I actually can't have can't because they're
3: them? no, no, no. They're basically like in Poland. Religiously speaking, in oh. Poland we have them a lot, oh. but they became like symptomatic of my like very like, problematic relationship of, like, why everything in Poland tasted like dust. Oh, okay. Whoa. <laughs> just so because when I was a kid, I was like, So so many yeah, I was <laughs> <laughs> Left of my tent.
4: That's it really <laughs> was. It's better than most christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Because, Pot-wise. like, I just find them, like, super dry, and, like, when I was a kid growing yeah. up, I was like, why aren't they delicious, like, like... English things are delicious, and... Oh, uh, wow. Know, so this has actually become
2: quite a deep sort of...
3: Yeah.
2: Can I ask what everyone thinks of
4: the drink that we're drinking? Well, I want to know what it is.
2: I, think I, it I pairs, actually like
3: it.
4: I think it pairs so well with the, uh, the Lebkuchen, which has an apricot centre. To be clear, mm. it's not that oh. dry. Kashi's no, kind of it's being pasty. unfair on it. It's mm. like I wouldn't
1: describe
4: that as dry at all. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a fairly moist, gingery sort of cakey it's biscuit. Sorry, the Polish, like, Polish... Mag-
3: katarzinki don't have the jam in the middle, uh, mm. so maybe that's yeah. it. It's
4: like it feels like a festive German jaffa cake. Is the best way I can describe it. Um, and <laughs> served with this weird porter that Nick ordered. Well, I need yeah. to be clear about this. Poured under the table so that we couldn't see what, what the can was.
1: Forcing another porter on her. Mm, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's the night
4: porter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what flavours? What flavours are supposed to be in there? that, that mean? <laughs> I don't know if I'm finding it really funny. <laughs> oh god.
2: It's just what happens when you spend an hour and a half drinking the worst (laughs) beer.
4: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) seventeen types of the worst beers in existence. What What is in this can, or what is that you've served to us? So,
2: what does anyone, everyone, think it tastes like? Has anyone got any overtones or flavours here?
3: Kind of like cigarettes, (laughs) 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 but if they were sweet,
4: infused with (laughs) fags. Yeah, it kind of tastes like
3: cigarettes if they were sweet. Thank you, Archie,
4: for your hard work on the ham. Oh,
2: hacking away. He's really nailed that. Really
1: distinguish anything apart no. from
2: disgusting. Would you like a bit more? You've just finished it. <laughs> you
1: did very well. <laughs> you shouldn't have finished like said, the it you're getting punished now
4: for your own success. Is it
1: one of those like, ridiculously strong ones or something? <clears throat> well, it's time, it's time for the reveal, guys. Um, chocolate. I'm getting
4: chocolate. Is, we're, it, is we're it supposed gonna, to be We're all going to
2: hate ourselves. Sense. This is Brewdog's layer cake. Oh mm. fuck's sake! It's oh, not Guy Ritchie no, film. Is that no, like Guy Ritchie? Yeah, uh, uh, who is the layer cake? Yeah, I think by? it is. is it Guy Ritchie. Yeah,
3: because yeah. all of the Guy Ritchie films are the same. It's like right, me and English Which Pete are gonna go and do this, so. <laughs> and then Spanish Johnny, now, Johnny, Spanish Johnny's gonna get the flowers, and it's like because he also did <laughs> the like <laughs> he did like. He did like a weird um, version of Arthur, did you see this? Oh my, oh my in the, god! On the plane, on the plane to New
0: York, we watched it
3: together, seen. and it was that, wasn't it? Like yeah. they clear a table, they're in a pub suddenly, and it's like, right, me and me and Francesco, the bootmaker, are gonna do this, and then Spanish, <laughs> <laughs> Spanish Pete, I don't know, yeah. and Spanish Pete's gonna do this, and it's like, what? Like this wow. is so. It's like Not every single film. I think he thinks this is like Tarantino moment. You know, like, mm. oh, this is in all the Guy Ritchie films. And it's so right. It's like it's
2: so many people try to do a heist movie, but they're too fixated on the planning aspects of the heist movie <laughs> to ever get to the fucking heist.
4: <laughs> Full as we are of Christmas cheer, cinema... I feel like cinnamon is sort of seeping out of my pores at this point like the, all of the christmas spices and flavors have been in every drink and every snack and every sort of anecdote i, I, <laughs> almost I, I know if that. i
3: cry later i'll cry glitter yes yeah, yeah
4: absolutely <laughs> actually your ears have turned into sort of balls like yeah a kind I, of weird horns yeah <laughs> Um, but we're and, feeling very festive. So festive.
3: Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, extra special, guest included, bonus, fun land yes. episode of Cursed Objects. It was a I Christmas journey, really. It's Honestly. been a, so many things. Gary Barlow. Yeah. Ham. Yeah. Check. The history of various cakes.
2: That's all my Franconian monks. We, we've
4: <laughs> learned a lot. Oh. And all my fake Northern monks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> all the broskies making making all the um,
4: brewskis.
3: bruskies <laughs>
4: like... Christmas is a time for for, for family for friends yeah. for laughter for tears but most of all for monks and um <laughs> we've all had a lovely time Archie thank yes. you so much for joining us thank you for having me. uh Nick it's been a pleasure Thank you so much. But for real, you know, Cash and I present this podcast, host this podcast, but it would be nothing without the RT guests today. Um, cause we don't know how to draw or do any, <laughs> anything to do with sound design, quite frankly, apart from you anything just know else. We
3: about objects but, and history. <laughs> yeah, but it's
4: also the moral support and the yeah. creative support of like two good your friends who, um, are fucking great at what they do. Um, and we hope that you reach out to your mates during the Christmas period. Um, we love you lots
3: we love you lots have
4: a lovely festive period however or if you're celebrating um and we'll see you very I soon i thought,
3: thought you said celibate <laughs> however or if you're celibate over this, <laughs> <laughs> this festive period and on that note <laughs> happy christmas, happy
1: christmas. Happy christmas. Woo. Woo. <laughs>
0: Ho, ho, ho